Welcome back to the Crash the Pond podcast, Monday, August 14th edition of the show, and I'm fired up for this one. I'm fired up for no reason, really. Why are you Uh, fired up? Other than this, I'm coming out guns a-blazing and putting you on blast immediately. Okay. I'm going offense right away. This is like, I'm putting your king in check right away, to use a chess term. (laughs) To go back to the chess stream that we did a month ago? To go back to chess. Uh, yeah, that basically started a chess addiction for me, by the way. So there you go. Blaming you for that. but <laughs> You're the one that wanted to play. Hey, I said all offense. I'm starting all offense. Okay, um, go on. I'm, go I'm, on. I'm, I'm, I'm taking deep shots down the field, big swings, uh, whatever. Insert sports analogy. But can we ask, why can't you own or buy or wear a Tottenham hat that is not that doesn't look like it's been sitting out in a sunny backyard for the last five years. Like, that hat looks like it's seen a million better days. I mean, first off, I'm going to say this. This hat has character to it. That's up, that's step one. Step two... Do, hold on, hold on. Define character. Character means... Like, if, it, I, if I drive around... Character means a, it's seen things. It, it's, a, it's been a hat that I've worn around the house. It's been a hat that I have uh, sweated in while working out. It's been a hat that I've gone in the pool with... It's seen some days. It's been through things. You don't just throw these things out. So if they I was character. driving a car around that was falling apart, does does that still meet the character definition? I mean, it's not falling apart. It's in great shape. Just because it maybe could like use maybe a stain or thing that doesn't. Who cares? It still works great. It still wears great. Not falling apart at all. The other uh, more important point is I probably would have bought a brand new one of it uh, uh, whenever in the last year or two. They don't make this hat anymore though. They do not make snapback versions of this Tottenham hat anymore. They only do fitted hats, and I do not want to do that with this hat. And I've also been told by my wife to stop buying hats because I buy too many hats. So there you go. Oh, so you're okay. So so you're you're defending the hat and blaming it on your wife. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. that is that is a fine uh, yeah. one-two punch there. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to commend you for that. Yeah. That was that that was just peak peak artistry. It's twofold. It's twofold. Uh, no, realistically, I don't wear this hat very often, probably because of how stained it is. But with the season starting this past weekend, I, I busted it out. I'll probably wear it for a little bit. I'll probably find a new Tottenham hat. I may have found it already and may buy it soon. Uh, will, you, will you buy it live on the stream? Will I? Probably not, because I've been told to stop buying hats. But what, what you should do, what you should do is, um, you should you should screen share with everyone you purchasing it. And also while you're entering your card information. <laughs> we were both about to make the same joke there. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm just I'm just going to leave the, the cutoff tank top uh, issue alone. I'm just going to leave that alone. I've, I've said my piece on that. At this point, it is what it is. I'm, I'm going to let you walk in, walk in your truth. And, okay. and that's okay. But okay. The, hat, the hat needed to be addressed. And I, I, hope, I hope I did it justice there. There you go. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> There's really not a whole lot to talk about, though, as as people can tell. The only thing to really discuss, did you, so it was brought to my attention that I guess Frank Valley talked about Trevor Zegers uh, on the DFO show in the last, like, couple days whenever they released that episode. Yes. And more or less what Frank had said, and this kind of put the internet in a little bit of a, a tizzy. Um, a tizzy. The internet. What, Okay. Was uh, more or less, he thinks that Trevor's egress, or his best guess is he's going to sign a bridge. Yeah. But the way that he phrased it was not with actually any information 
No. Anything there. It was ran with guys like Puck Empire. Do, and do you want to? Like yeah. Just say the quiet part out loud. Aggregators like Puck Empire are bad for journalism. Yeah. And, and did not aggregate the proper quote, which is essentially Frank is like, it has to be a bridge deal because there's no way the Ducks will offer him more than what they offered Troy Terry. And there's no way that Trevor Zegers will take less or take that deal. Which, by the way, just like logically doesn't even make a ton of sense because they're just completely different players, different yeah. stages of their careers. So it's just kind of a nothing burger. Just it's just two guys shooting the shit on a podcast like we're doing. Like we don't. And, it's not information. And, well, and yeah, and the other part that he had brought up was like, yeah, it's taken this long. Like you think that they'll probably just settle on a bridge. It's like, well, I mean, Troy Terry took forever, and it was seven times seven. Like it, it just because it's taking long doesn't mean it's going to be going to take a long time and all this different, different type of stuff. So I think Frank has really, really good information from his sources, but he's not necessarily someone that I will go out of my way for uh, on his opinion and completely take that as gospel because at the end of the day, yeah. it's just his opinion. Just like you and I doing this, like you said, people can agree with us. People can disagree with us. But at the end of the day, it's just our opinion. Correct. And so it's really important to make that distinction because uh, accounts like Puck Empire don't present that quote with context whatsoever. And so then you read the comments and people are freaking out saying, oh, my gosh, you know, the, the sky's falling, what have you. But just opinion. So if you if you are someone who has been scrolling through social media the last few days and you saw that and you were concerned, don't be because that is the actual context. So, yep. Hopefully, even if we just help one person with that, I'm, I think it was worth it. Yep, exactly. And I'm buying this hat. Are you Are you going to stream it? Are you going to screenshot no, it? No, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. No, but I am buying this hat. So there's. Wow. That. We actually. What does this count as? Did we did we shame you into buying? No, it? no. because I've been looking at getting a new hat okay. for like the last like little bit. So, so basically, no I, basically, I just you enabled out, me. Let's do that. Yeah, and if your if your wife gives you crap about it, you can say you can you can blame me. There you go. You can say that I forced you into buying a hat. Oh, say I was gonna do that. I was gonna do that anyways. Don't worry. Okay. I don't know how how much weight that'll have. I don't know how that'll hold up in uh, in husband and wife court. But eh, you know, it'll be fine. It's something. It's not. It's not you. You can deflect. Yeah. Okay. Well, so as folks can tell, we don't have a ton to talk about because. There has not been any Ducks news over the last week, but just because it's the dead of summer, as we've been saying all along, we still want to give you guys content. We still want to give you guys stuff to think about and discuss Ducks issues because, again, once the season starts, it gets harder to to spend time to really flesh certain things out or to discuss them or to even answer as many questions as we would like because we have to spend more time just talking about the, the news of the day and what's going on with with the team and results and trends and things like that. So we turned it over to the listeners, went to Twitter, went to discord and we got some good questions. So where should we start with, with discord? Let's start with discord. And the hat has been purchased that. Quickly. Wow. There we go. Sorry, yeah. Monica, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. She, <laughs> eh, she may be watching this. Sometimes she watches just to chime in. Uh, all right. <laughs> So uh, well, last week she literally chimed in. By last week she was literally in our YouTube chat. Oh yeah. no, and she was actually yeah, she came in and, and yeah. answered the question. That's right. Yes, uh, shaking wing. So we're gonna start with our Discord. 
And then we'll get to some Twitter questions, some some Twitch chat, some YouTube chat, everything like that. So yes. uh, just throw stuff in there. AMA style doesn't have to be on topic can be whatever the hell you want it to be. And <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there. Um, let's see. Shake Wing says top five guys. You didn't uh, do not know where uh, where they're still playing at in the NHL that I don't know where they're still playing. Yeah, or like what what are some names that you can think of? I, I don't know if Shaken Wings elaborated. I don't think he did. But let's go with names from the past ten years that are probably still in the league, but you could not name what team they're on. Hold on, I need to pull up this question because I don't feel like I just want to know that I'm that I'm answering what was being asked. Or top uh, five guy top five guys you did not know were I think were still playing oh, in the NHL. I think top is five guys you did not know were still playing. That's the yeah. question. Yeah, I how know. Do, the, the, how did the, you turn it into whatever you just turned it into? The were and where, because uh, I think there was a typo on the where. Okay. Screwed me up. Okay, so blaming, blaming shaking ones. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, top five guys. I mean, I would have to like look at a list. No. Cause no, because I, I, I feel. I, I if guess, I don't, yeah. if I don't know if they're still in the league, then how can I tell you which guys I don't know? That seems uh, a difficult to answer. Yeah, that that's definitely hard to answer. Uh, I mean, I didn't necessarily know Alex Daylock was still in the league. Oh, I knew that. Well, he just played for Chicago. So I could not have told you you played for Chicago. I mean, uh, in our Twitch chat, Mini Goose says Ilya Labushkin. Ilya, I mean, he's playing for what Buffalo? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me just scroll through daily faceoff, and we'll we'll see if if I just happen on if there's a name that you you didn't realize was still playing let's right, see I'll, I'll move on and answer a new question while you do that yeah although this one's completely for you uh lou asked will felix explain why number 18 is a good number for a defenseman uh without mentioning serves serge savard yeah i mean wait you think 18's a good defenseman number it's fine what's what's wrong with it like like uh, genuinely what is wrong with it it's a forward number is it though? Yes. One of the most famous defensemen of all time were eighteen. And yes, Once I'm breaking. It, I, I'm breaking Lou's rule right away. You're, you're 100, I, yeah, yeah. I don't care. It, impossible challenge. Um, <laughs> uh, Alex Goligoski per mini goose. Sure. I there think you go. I knew he was playing. Uh, more like in our YouTube chat I, says R.I.P. Rodian and Mirov. Uh, yes. Yeah. So so, is, so 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 sad. That is just. We can't even really do that justice. That's yep. just condolences to his family, anyone who knew him. It's just Most tragic. likely no one here listening did, but still. Yeah, I mean, there's names that I'm looking at where I could see myself maybe having sort of forgotten, but I feel like we're kind of the wrong people to ask just because we pay so much attention That's fair. to the league. So Brendan Smith being on the Devils, I actually forgot he was on the Devils. I could not yeah. have told you where Brendan Smith was playing if you asked me. Like, in my head, he's just a Red Wing forever, even though I'm pretty sure he hasn't been on the Red Wings in years. Yeah. Curtis um, Lazar is on the Devils? Okay. That's okay, a the, name. The Devils might be a little bit of a goldmine because those two, I did not realize, were on the Devils. So, there you go. I'll keep looking yeah. for these as we go along. Okay. Uh, Olaf is Berserker said, just looking at the Pacific Division, how does the Ducks offseason to this point stack up to others in the division? Interesting question. So, <clears throat> so I think I'm that gonna... the one we can go to right away is L.A. Yes. So L.A. made the biggest, I think the biggest move of the summer. Would you, second, would you agree with second that? Second biggest. I think Carlson what? going to Pittsburgh is bigger. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. I think you could argue it's bigger because Dubois in his prime, and I think that the Kings gave up more than the Sharks uh, had to give up to get rid of Carlson. Or, yeah, there was just more exchange. Yes. But, yeah, if you look at the Kings offseason, I mean, I think that the Kings, the big question for me is just what is going to happen in net because they brought in Cam Talbot. They lost Jonas Corposalo. Yeah. They brought back uh, Gavrikov, and they, they and they traded for Dubois. So, I mean, relative to what the Kings did, which kind of just makes sense, I feel like the Ducks had a more conservative offseason where they just addressed kind of more obvious things on their roster but didn't really do anything that changes like the fabric yeah. of the team. Yeah. They didn't I, they didn't move out pieces like the Kings did. I mean the Kings took a home run swing on a trade basically. They, I mean the Kings are making a big bet even though I don't think the price was super high, but they're making a big bet that Pierre-Luc Dubois will be who they think he will be. Yeah, and especially with the contract they ended up giving him. So, yeah, yeah. I I think the Ducks doing what they did, they more so I mean, you can't really say the margins because of the deals that they handed out to Kalorn. And, they're not and marginal deals. Yeah. No, they're, they're not marginal deals, but they more so were finding, they weren't finding the front end guys necessarily. They were finding these support players to help out the younger group. And so it's just a very different approach um, yeah. than them. Vegas, what did Vegas do this offseason? Well, I was going to bring up Arizona. Okay, go for it. I mean, because Arizona, if you look at what they did, they brought in... They brought in Jason Zucker into their top six. They brought in Alexander Kerfoot. They traded the, for Sean Dersey. Yeah, they brought in they brought in Matthew Dumba. So they're actually trying to be a competitive yeah. team. And when you when you factor that in with their youth movement, you know Logan Cooley is going to be playing on the team, and the other young talents that they have on on the roster. I think that the I, think I like the Coyotes. Oh, the Coyotes aren't in the Pacific. Oh, wow. Good catch. <laughs> yeah. Good catch. I was about to like say, like, where do they end up in the Pacific? And I was like, oh, wait, no, they're not. But, I mean, I think that, sure, they're not in the same division, but the Coyotes are kind of in a, a similar stage Fair. than the Ducks are. Fair. And Fair. I think that they were a little more aggressive with, with what... Arizona um, should be in the Pacific, though. Um, uh, Vancouver. <laughs> Van- Vancouver basically signed a bunch of guys. I did not realize they signed Teddy Bluger. Um, they signed Carson Soucy. They brought in Ian Cole. They made the weird Philip Ronick trade uh, mm-hmm. last season. So the yeah they they got Anthony. Well, Pavilio was from the Horvat trade, but yep, the Canucks are trying really hard to push for like a wild card spot. Yep, yep. And they're they're trying their best there. I I would say I mean comparing the Ducks to them, it's very different in terms of what they did. Well, the the thing is that the Canucks stars are firmly like in their primes you have to absolutely maximize them they don't really have another wave of young talent coming in like this is kind of it and and they're kind of waking up to that reality it seems yeah and then i think vegas more so moved guys out right with moving out riley smith yeah i'm looking well they brought back they brought back barbashev i think Yes, they they brought back Barbashev, but I mean that's not necessary. That's just re-signing your own guy. Yeah, I mean the 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 Vegas Golden Knights are basically running it back. Yep, which is fair. They won the cup. They made the they signed Aiden Hill to that contract that was maligned. So, but yeah, it, it's kind of funny because there was that uh, list that came out today of every team's analytics staff. Yeah, and the Golden Knights have like three analytics people. 
And, you know, who knows how reliable these lists are, but mm-hmm. it is just kind of funny that the champion is, like, the least invested yeah. in analytics. So I'm trying to look at what... I guess analytics don't matter. Seattle is a team to look at. Um, they didn't really... I mean, they, they brought in Kyler Yamamoto. They kind of got him out of the bargain bin. Yep. Well, I really uh, like that move for them. They signed Brian Dumoulin. So, interesting offseason for the, for the Kraken... I think what I like about their offseason is that they they didn't really they didn't really buy too much into what they did last season like they improved kind of around the edges but they didn't do anything that that tells you like oh this is a big overreaction to the success they had last last season. Yep, so. completely agreed with that. San Jose got worse. <sighs> yeah, I just it's hard to imagine a scenario where they're a good team. I I think it's possible that they're the Ducks and the Sharks are kind of in the same tier, but I don't. The Sharks just lost so many goals with Eric Carlson. Yeah, but they also like the thing with their their forwards is that there's just a lot of names with their yeah. forwards where I think it could be interesting. Like for example, I like the Sharks third line better than the Ducks third line. Like the the way that they've structured their third line, they're just taking shots on guys like Philip Zadina, Nico Sturm, who they brought in earlier. I just think that that's a better use of those spots as a rebuilding team. But that's maybe more of a philosophical difference than this team is better than that team. Kind of. Yeah, thing. I mean, I think the Ducks, if it ends up being like a Ryan Strom, Leo Carlson, Frank Vetrano type line, I think you could easily make the case that that line's better than the one that yeah. you would just kind of laid out there. Yeah. And so... Uh, Calgary Flames. I mean, I forgot the Calgary Flame Flames were an NHL team. How about that? Yeah, there, there, there you go for the answer. Oh wow! But I forgot Yegor Sharangovich was on the Flames. Okay, yeah, the, wasn't that the Tatar or not Tatar? The um, Toffoli deal. Yeah, I forgot. Or were those two separate deals? No, I think that was. Mm, no, I think that was part of it, and then he signed something like that, something weird like that. I don't remember. I'm about to find out. Uh, let's see. He was. Yeah, it was the Tatar or to fully what I keep saying Tatar to fully trade. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing either. So I think that I would just say the Ducks at least feel like they're going in the right direction. The Flames, the the Flames are kind of they're in transition. They just signed. Yeah, they just changed GMs. They changed coaches. They're kind of in uh, just damage control after last season. Yeah, and then what did Edmonton do? this summer am i forgetting completely what they would have done well they lost kyler yamamoto they lost kyler yamamoto for reasons unclear oh so well they they were in a huge cap bind but yeah they didn't really do they still haven't signed evan bouchard oh they got connor brown oh that's right that was a signing i mean they didn't really do a ton though they haven't really done anything so i guess the ducks the ducks at least did something yeah, I mean the thing is the Ducks are, you know, they they made moves, but they're doing it from a position of being the worst team in the league. So it's not like them making moves where Edmonton didn't puts them above Edmonton or something like that. But yeah, I think that the Ducks just had kind. Of, I feel like is it me or are teams getting less dumb? Like dumb moves still happen, but I feel like teams don't do as many just like flagrantly bad things as they used to like maybe five, 10 years ago. Is it that, or is it the, is it just the cap space? Could be that, but I feel like this, there's a lot of teams that feels like they just kind of hung tight to what they had made. some if moves. not, on it felt like there were a lot, there was a lot of money being thrown out this, this off season still. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, so I, I think that's more than the previous ones. But so the Ducks offseason, I, I think mean, middle of the middle of the pack. It wasn't a great offseason. Wasn't a bad offseason. It just kind of kind of was what it was. Well, I guess also we're more. I guess we were more thinking about free agent signings. But yeah. if you think about adding Leo Carlson, I think sure. that from that perspective, that puts them near the top there. But all right, moving on. SP eighty four said, "Who will lead the Ducks in points this season, and with how many?" Uh, who do you think it'll be? I mean, it's one of Troy Terry or Trevor Zegers. Wow. You're not going Leo Carlson? No. You're um, not going Mason McTavish? I think this is the year that Trevor Zegers surpasses Troy Terry. And I'm going to go with he breaks into the 80-point range. I'll just go 82 points. Yeah, I think I'm going to vote for Zegers as well, just because... It feels like he's just due for a big jump in production just with his age, the fact that he's still improving, and the fact that he will have, you know, presumably a real NHL coach this season. And I don't know if you if you listened to it, but I listened to the interview that um, Newell Brown did on the uh, the, the Coyotes, the no, I PHNX podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he had some interesting thoughts on, on the just philosophies surrounding the power play. And I don't really have like a nugget to draw out of that. I just, yeah. he just sounded like a guy who really seems to understand power plays in the NHL. And I feel like just now, presumably again, with a better coat, a better head coach to bounce off of that. We're just going to see that continue to shine through with, uh, with the personnel that they have. So it'll be interesting. Yep. And if you want to go to games, this upcoming season and see Trevor Zegers potentially put up 80 plus points. See Troy Terry also put up uh, a bunch of points. I mean, it's, it's agreed that there's really no better way than obviously to go there in person. And that's where our good friends at 714 tickets can come in. They're a locally owned ticket company in Anaheim that never charges you taxes or service fees unlike StubHub or Ticketmaster. They're located right in front of Honda Center but also have a website 714tickets.com where you can earn 5% back in rewards on every online purchase. And so to recap, you could see your favorite team play. And yes, this works on on the Ducks. This works There's on no the fees. This works on anywhere that you want basically. I think I someone had told me they were able to use it for tickets for a game in Florida. So go on their website don't quote me on that part of it, but go on their website, check out their website, no, see where no they're... No fees they're, is, is the selling point. <laughs> no fees, and earn rewards back for future pur- purchases. And it sounds really like a no-brainer to me. So shop for your Ducks tickets, your Angels tickets, at 714tickets.com, or stop by their office for a more personal feel. Check them out and use promo code CTP to get 10% off your purchase. Yeah, and especially with baseball season winding down and... Hey, maybe the Angels are going to hang around. Maybe they're not, you know? I feel like there's always that rush at the end of the baseball season to go catch oh, a game. Oh, they, they've fallen off, but yes. They have fallen, but then they'll they'll win here and there, and then they'll keep no, the, they're, the hope. No, they're, they're, they're out of the playoff race well, at this point in time. You've, but you've still, given up on them. We, still, we, we know that. Still, go go to the games. Go see Shohei's final stretch as an Angel. I'm going to try to make wow. it to the final game, uh, final game of the season at home get to second Hold game on. of the season you're calling it now you're calling you're i understand calling the 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 season playoff wise but oh my gosh i just saw the score <laughs> yeah 12 nothing to the, the the rangers are hot though they just they they destroyed the giants 
over the weekend. But <sighs> yeah, I mean, I'm also doomsdaying right now with the Shohei stuff. But it just twelve nothing feels bad, man. Feels bad. All oh, right, man. I'm gonna move on. Uh, but yeah, SB- there you go. Get, get the tickets because you may never see Shohei Otani in an Angels uniform at Angel Stadium ever yeah, again. Yeah, Plant so. Plant Ranch is saying Shohei told him personally that he's gonna sign a lifetime deal. I really hope so. Uh, all right. SP84 said, at what point will Jake submit himself to the Crone Zone? I don't get this bit, Spencer, and I'm very confused. Okay. Um, hey, Odifo said, can we hear Felix's thoughts on the rapidly developing drama in AEW involving CM Punk and the Elite? No. Oh, actually, I have a funny anecdote. So I rewatched Spider-Man 1 the other day, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Okay. Don't don't ask why I did, but I did. What, how how did you hit this anecdote? Well, no, I'll get to it. So there's okay. a scene in the movie, which, by the way, I don't think actually exists in the original comic book storyline. But anyway, where Spider-Man, as he's discovering his powers, tries to become a pro wrestler. And yeah. so he goes to a show and yep. there's like a, a cage match. So yep. you remember the scene. Yep. And I remember as a kid seeing that scene and like being scared of like the big kind of intimidating wrestler guy pretty sure it was macho man and then i realized wait a second wrestling is fake i should have i wish somebody had told me that as a kid hey wrestling isn't real there's nothing to be scared about do you want to know what else all of these all these superhero movies are fake well anyway the point the point is just that wrestling isn't real that was that was the the kind of i mean takeaway i wanted no superhero movie no movie is real (laughs) it's all a movie but it's not pretending to be when has wrestling pre- ever pretended to be real? It has pretended to be. When? It's always been carny. I'm I'm testifying that it, it's that it has gimmicks. pretended. It's I'm testifying that that's my oh. testimony. Okay. Wow, wow. I guess I guess you believe just all movies are real. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Plant Rich said, uh, "Oh, and my thoughts, by the way, if if you're wondering on it, uh, Team Elite CM Punk is backstabbing and overrunning everything." And really should be uh, put on suspension. Let's go with that. Uh, Plant Ranch said, what's the best fruit flavors in desserts? Uh, this is not a question for me because I don't enjoy fruit desserts. Ooh. I mean, strawberries top tier. I think it just works so well with a lot of things. I think it's the sweet. Works really well with it. I think kind of an under... I don't know if underrated is the right term for it because it's used in a lot of stuff. Lemon is top tier, though. Okay. Lemon, lemon in a dessert is amazing. Blueberries great also. Mango, pea, oh peach. Actually, I think peach is the one that doesn't get enough enough love. But I, I think I might go lemon. Lemon bars, lemon cake. Okay. Also, um, the best fruit dessert, not just fruit flavor, but the best fruit dessert is Whole Foods fruit tart. Okay. It's amazing. If okay. you have never had it, please go experience it. Uh, no, raspberries. Plant Ranch is saying raspberry plus chocolate. I'm not a huge raspberry person. Okay. So. Live your not, truth. N- not big on that. Live it your uh, truth. All right. JJ Stone Drum says, why do you guys think there's not a hard knock style show for an NHL, NHL team preseason? Well, so, okay. This is not the same thing. But years ago. If you'll recall, there was the 24-7 series on HBO leading up to the Winter Classic. And the first couple of seasons were fantastic. I don't know if you if you watched those back in the day, 
but we had the epic Bruce Boudreaux rant where he drops at least 27 F-bombs in about a 90-second yeah. span. It's iconic. And they, they were just less filtered. They were less manicured. The interviews were better. They had the voice of God narrating. It was just a really good series. And then, wouldn't you know it, in true NHL fashion, it was too good. They had to water it down. It became less raw. And ultimately, it just... No, I don't think it even exists anymore, but it just became unwatchable. So I just think it's it's just not the NHL's style to be open and candid and, and let you in like other leagues, and it really sucks. Which is funny, yeah. too, because I feel like that's what fans crave. Fan- oh, by the way, I'm watching the Giants broadcast right now, and they just showed the... They just zoomed in on the Rangers-Angels score in the outfield, so that's great. But... Fans want to be let in. They want to. They want access. Everyone. That's all we want is more access, more access. And the NHL just maybe it's an NHL PA issue as well. They just won't. They won't let us in as much as we'd like. And it's a it's a lost revenue stream. It's a lost opportunity. Um, just shame on shame on everyone involved. Yep, agreed. The original ones were so so good. It was also HBO. I think the ones that they've tried to do lately are NHL produced. They're just not as good. The HBO ones with the NHL not getting involved were the best. I mean, you had the iconic. Was it that? Was the first one Washington Philly or? Oh no, it was Washington Wa- Pittsburgh. Right? Washington Pittsburgh. It was. It was the baby blue. Uh, F- was Pittsburgh. Philly the second one? The second one was still good because that was the one that had Brizgalov with all of his quotes and everything like that. Oh yes. Does it help too that back then? Maybe this all played into it, but that the Winter Classic was just a more novel concept. Is that a part of it? That pro- I don't think that's a part of the behind-the-scenes thing. But but those series, though, they produced, like you said, some of the most memorable clips. The Brzgalov clip, there was the Boudreaux rant. One of the ones that I'll you know remember, like there was the Ben Lovejoy where he got hit by a puck in the face oh, yeah. and like half his face just looked like a balloon. There's the Sidney Crosby game day routine that's like borderline psychotic. Like that's just stuff that we will eat up as fans. And for whatever reason, it's just too much, too much for, for those folks. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Olaf is berserker said, what is the best form of potato in a breakfast burrito? In a breakfast burrito. Fascinating question. I want you to answer this. Oh, as man. someone who, Will not put eggs in his breakfast burrito. I mean, it's because I don't like eggs. So what? Um, damn, I. That's tough. I think I would probably go with like some sort of like hash brown patty slash tater tot as top tier. Yeah. And then I think second would be like the shredded potatoes. You know what's funny? I feel like if you don't like eggs, a breakfast burrito is a really good way to have them. Like it's it's probably a a way that you can have them without getting that eggy taste that you probably or texture that you probably don't like because they're kind of drowned out by everything else and they're really cooked you don't have i mean there's not a lot of breakfast burritos with like runny yolks in them but to the potato point i don't know yeah i think hash browns hash browns might be up there or just like roasted potatoes tater tater tots i think actually work the best because tater tots are just not it tater tots are just don't tater tots are just hash browns like, tater tots shouldn't is. be shouldn't be made shouldn't be eaten Ugh, shouldn't be purchased so wrong shouldn't be condoned um, he also had fmk burritos pizza burger Ooh, hold on let me pull up the list 
let's burritos, see. pizza, burgers. I will F a burrito. <laughs> so how about start bench cut? I will marry a pizza and I will K a burger, I guess. I don't feel great about the burger part of it, but I mean, that that's where it has to be. Burrito. You're getting called out by Heo Flow and B Dottles for the tater tot hate. Tater tots suck. I thought that this was like a known thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I see pit- beef, chicken, pork. Where are you seeing? No, it it's at 623 from Olaf. Oh, 623. Damn, we got a lot of questions. Okay. Yeah, I know. We got a FMK. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. 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 This is easy. Hold on, I want to know what you said. Just remind me what you said. I was I was trying to find the question. I did it actually in the order that it's written is what I just realized. Oh wow! So you did it wrong then. So marry burgers, you marry burgers. You do. That's the one you settle down with. It's no, the most versatile. A, you marry a pizza. You you f around with the burrito, but you'll I mean, never marry correct. the you'll never marry the burrito, but you will enjoy it. So company. you're fine with never having a pizza again, and you are just killing off pizza. You Why? are just you are just kicking that to the curb because yeah. as much as I like and can oh. enjoy pizza, it will never, and I repeat, never replace burgers. That's just Sorry. that that's just, just the wrong. That's the just wrong God's take. truth. The wrong take. All right, uh, Duck said, "Do be the best part is you replied to Olaf with man, and you didn't even remember it. I was um, like, I was in, I was in class <laughs> and just was like half paying attention to everything." <laughs> Duck, Duck said, do beans belong in breakfast burritos? Uh, I think it's fine. I think they're good in them. Yeah, I mean, are they essential? No, but can they work? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the Puff said, do any of the ducklings have a shot at the calder, or is it just all bedard? So how many how many legitimate calder trophy candidates are there this year? There's a lot. I don't think Carlson is going to get there. I think no. that... Bedard is obviously there. Oh, should we shoot down that rumor as well? What? So Cam Robinson. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically putting out that he's hearing that the Ducks are going to send... They're, they're going to either try to see if uh, Leo Carlson can make the NHL, or if not, he's going to the AHL. And maybe that's what he's hearing, but we have... Paverbeek Paver on the on on the record. on the record like recently like two weeks ago saying they'll basically try him everywhere, so yeah, refuting that again. Um, that may not I think, be something. I think come up. Zellweger has a shot if he really takes off. Dark horse Pavel Mintukov. Dark horse. I, I mean, I think a dark horse in general it would be Zellweger. I don't think he's going to be on the front of anyone's list. Um, I, I think that, I mean, there's just question marks. You don't know what happens. I think the tough thing with, with the, the Calder is like a guy gets hurt and that can screw him over. I mean, McDavid didn't win the Calder. Like that's one of the few trophies he never won. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, we'll, we'll see. I, I think there are other people that have a shot. I think that, uh, Zellweger does have Logan a shot. Cooley. Logan Cooley also. And then yeah. Puff also added, is a tostada a crunchy pizza? A tostada, a crunchy pizza. This reminds me of my take of saying that a burrito is a taco wrap. And I stand by that. It it is not a crunchy pizza. No, it's not. It doesn't have the elements of a pizza. It's not a leaven type of bread. Yeah. So I'm going with that as my uh, reasoning. 
Um, Olaf's Berserker said, if you go back and experience any moment in hockey history, what would you choose? Doesn't have to be Ducks related, but it does have to be a moment, nothing larger than a single game. Ooh. So, for me, as a Habs fan, I would say that my the one I would go for would be the Guy Lafleur Stanley Cup winning goal in overtime. I forget which year in the 70s. 1978? No. What year was it? It was, a, it was an overtime goal against Boston to eliminate Boston, which, by the way, shout out to our good friend, Ferta Ducks, to eliminate Boston. Um, and I think there was something with Don Cherry trying to get a stick measured, like the curve measured, or am I getting the Stanley Cup Finals mixed up? Anyway. You're asking me like I would know. Yeah, you wouldn't know. But that's no. what I would go back to. No. Um. Damn. What would I go back to? Part of me wants to say the off the floor on the board goal just to hear how the arena was for that moment. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that is widely considered the loudest moment in Honda Center slash the Pond's history. I think I struggle with picking that because of just everything that surrounds that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with, with Paul Cree and kind of the impact on his life from those types of hits. Yes. Um, and so I think I think probably actually what I'll go with is Tay Solani scoring the Game 5 overtime winner at Joe Louis Arena in the Western okay. Game 5 of the Western Conference Final. I have another candidate. Okay. Overtime, golden goal, Sidney Crosby, 2010. Winter See, Olympics. I almost actually even said that just to like... Just to witness that moment, because I actually Even, li- I lived that moment. This is is this something that we didn't live through? No, it's, no, it's it can be, but something that you would be you would go. I, there. I would love to be in the arena for that because that yeah, was just because I, I, I remember watching it on TV and I still remember it. I think even as someone that would have been heartbroken, I think being there for that moment would yeah. have been special. Um, there's also the goal. Th- there was the night where I think this was like in the 50s where Rocket Richard. Basically, it was the riot at the forum game where I forget he had, he was just coming back from a suspension and the NHL commissioner at the time was there and basically a riot broke out and he scored in that game. So I think being at a game like that would be pretty amazing. So, yeah, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah. As a fan Isaac, of the most illustrious uh, team in sports. Isaac is saying there seems to be a rumor of Trevor Egress dating a TikTok star. Any idea yeah. if and how it would affect Ducks viewership, growth and fans for the NHL, etc. I really don't want to talk about this. I mean, I have an opinion on it actually. But sure, would it help? Maybe. Yes. Like not maybe, it would. Okay. Like I, I think I saw it was what? Dixie D'Amelio or whatever. They I feel like By the way, I, this is all rumors. Like, yeah, we don't even know, but this could be complete misinformation. Yeah, one hundred percent. But basically, you know, if TikTok that... isn't really like a great source of information. But anyway. yeah, if that is the case, though, that for sure would bring more eyeballs eyeballs to the Ducks because if she goes to games and is posting TikToks while at the game, that will get people paying attention. If he's in stories, then people will pay attention. It brings more eyeballs, no matter what. Like it. It's not a bad thing. You're subscribing to the any publicity is good publicity. Well, B-Dolls is saying this. She has 22 million followers on Instagram. Who cares? No, but These... just like, but getting those that many eyeballs on the game is not a bad thing. 
Sure. Would you? Are you gonna push back on that? I'm not. It's just like, I just frankly don't care if a TikTok star is like affiliated with the NHL. I just don't really see that as like a, you know, a beacon for society, a shining example. Like I just, I just don't care about it. And now you sound old. Whatever. I mean, just because it brings in numbers to me, like I'm not of the any publicity is good publicity mindset. Like I think quality over quantity. Beat all saying people watch Lamar Odom because of the Kardashians or cared more about him because of who he was with. I mean, okay. I don't, I don't think that that's a great example. I don't think any good came from that. Also, I don't think that the Lakers needed more attention on them. Uh, anyway, just a dumb subject. Okay. I'm good with it. I think it's good, but there it is. Uh, Co-champion Bastard said, what is Jack Kopaka's in and out order? I mean, it's just neither good nor bad to the TikTok. Like, it's just, it's fine. <laughs> We're if, moving if, on. What's the, Jack the only Kopaka's thing, okay, in The only order? thing that's good with that, I'll, I'll say this. The only thing, the only good that can come from this possible rumored, unconfirmed TikTok relationship uh, is if Trevor Zegers is happy. That's what that's what matters. Here. If if wow. the, if they are happy good, together. Wait, good guy Felix has made an appearance. I just don't think anything else actually just, matters. Just in that. wanting people to be happy. I don't believe it's in a novel da- concept. I don't believe in dating for clout or or wanting a relationship to happen just Fair. to increase views or whatever. Like I hope that they're legitimately happy. Fair. That that is a fair point. All right, moving on. I don't want to talk about Jack Opaka. What's his in and out order? Ne- next question. Okay. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Tier said rank the Mighty Ducks movie in order from best to worst. Best is Mighty Ducks. D two the Mighty Ducks. Next is the original. Third is D three. I mean, I might flip the original with the second, but I, that's. I think the third is is the worst. The one. third is clearly the worst. Yeah. Uh, first PlayStation said, "Does Captain Troy Terry recruit Assistant Austin? They play. Didn't they play together at the development program? Yes, that sounds correct. Sure. Well, yeah. it sounds like. I mean, isn't the rumor now that Austin Matthews is is going to be a Leaf? So. I mean, that's what, like, people in Toronto are saying. People? Person? Friedman? Sure. Anyway. He says his belief is that he'll resign. Yeah. I mean, that so, seems pretty, that seems legit. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Uh, Goose MN612 said, better goalie, Guillet Bear or J.S. Shiger? Ooh. Well, I think in just Duck's lore, it's J.S. Shiger because yeah. he won a Conn Smythe. He won a Stanley Cup. He is. I think. I think removing that though, removing that lore aspect of it. Yes, but on the facts, on the merits, it's a closer case for sure. And now I look up their save percentages, so I can make a more nuanced argument here. Yeah. What's I, your, what's what's your gut take? My gut take, because of last time I looked it up, I think Gay Bear had the better career as a Doc. Let's see. I did not know Guillebert played for the Rangers. Yeah. That is a good Puck Doku. Uh, and he played for the Blues? Yeah, he actually started... Oh, because he was drafted, expansion drafted from yeah. the... Okay. Yeah, he's good. the original Mighty Duck. Good Puck Doku shout. The very first player ever in the franchise history. By the way, a shot at one Lou right now. Uh-oh. Puck Doku is not dead. It's still a fun thing to do. You know. Good for Maybe. you. Good on maybe you. It, 
Maybe it doesn't have the hype it once had, but it's still a fun little little use of time. Okay. So J.S. Jaguar, career with the Ducks, 447 games, 914 save percentage in the regular season. And then let's see, in the playoffs, career, 52 games, a 925 save percentage. That is that could win the day here. Gia Bear, uh, 441 games with the Ducks, with the Mighty Ducks, a 9-11 save percentage. Now, the unfortunate thing here, can we get an era-adjusted save percentage? I think we can. You can't really compare them just on I mean, those numbers. I mean, you can look up, like, ver- it versus, like, league average with the, like, very basic goal-saved-above-average stat that yeah. um, Hockey Reference has. I'm going to just say this, and it's completely out of... Uh, Guillaume Bear's control, but J.S. Jaguar's playoff resume puts him over the top for me. That's and also, fair. I mean, Guy had one season of a 9.22 where he played in 69 games in 98.99, which is a great season, the high water mark of his career. Had a 9.19 in 96.97, and then did not eclipse 9.15 at any other point in his career. So. I just think that Jaguar had a bit more of a longer peak. And, I mean, he had two consecutive 920 seasons. He had a 914, 911, 918, 922. And sure, you know, with the era adjustment, that might not be as high. But three 920-plus seasons as a Duck starter and then the playoff resume. So, it's Jaguar. I, I think the playoff resume is what puts him over the top. But if you're looking at just kind of in comparison to the average... I think Guy Bear had the better peak hmm. just over the course of a regular season. You look at, I mean, I don't love the G- goal saved above average that stat that Hockey Reference has, but at least gives you a comparison to average that year. The season they put up a 919, he was at a 31.2 goal saved above average because of league average save percentage in 96, 97 being so low. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of puts into perspective where the rest of the league was at. And yeah. just, he was so much better. And so as in comparison, like a 918 come mid 2000s was a lot closer to average. It was still above That's average, fair. but like not as much like the night. Yeah. Cause yeah, the 919 was 31.2 in 96, 97, the 918 that J.S. Shagir had in 0607 was 19.2. So I, I just think you can't just straight up look at those raw save percentages no, and can't. compare them. I think that, J.S. Shiger had the better playoffs, like you said. I think Guy Bear had a better peak as a regular season goalie, though. Yeah. I mean, if and you ha- want probably had less to work in front of him. If you want to call, I mean, that is probably the best point is that yeah. he played on some pretty bad teams, whereas Shiger yep. played on the best Ducks team ever. And, yep. and the best, yeah, maybe not the best era of Ducks hockey, but like the second best era of Ducks yeah. hockey. So, yeah, it's, it's, I think regular season resume, it might be a tie, but the playoffs puts it over. And that's kind of unfair to Gia Bear because he didn't get a chance to play in the playoffs. But we got to pick a winner here. So, yep. It's Mr. 35. Jared said, which duck do you think could save the Angel season? <laughs> no one. None of them. <laughs> if Shohei Otani can't, no one can. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Olaf Berserker said, what would a hockey player have to do to be in an insane or be as insane as Shohei Otani is in baseball? 
Wow, that is a great question. I mean, really, the only thing would be like be a goalie and a skater, but that's just not possible. Yeah, that's just impossible. So, uh, unless you unless you're like playing goalie every other game, and other games you're scoring at a point per game or over that. But the thing yeah. is, you're never gonna lead the lead the league in goals or assists because you're just not playing enough as a skater. Yeah, I think that if you just make it realistic, you would have to be like. The, the top scorer, top goal scorer, and the best two-way player by a lot. Like, the best yeah, defensive that, player. But I don't think that's even... Comp- that's not comparable, though. Well, but you can't compare this to... I mean, you can't compare what Shohei Otani is that, doing to any that, sport. But that's the point, is I don't think there is something a hockey player could do to be in that same conversation. I mean, maybe playing goalie would be that, honestly. It, it would goal- be like... Playing goalie just, in half the games and skating out in the other <clears> half? Or even just being a skater for the ma- the majority of the games, but being like the best backup goalie in the league on like playing yeah. like 20, 30 games. Yeah. And that actually sounds batshit just to say yeah. that out loud. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that is, that is the comparison. Yeah. He'd All have right. to play goalie. <laughs> Plant run said F FMK beef, chicken and pork. Why do people want to, what's with this FMK? Um, I will F beef, Mary chicken and K pork. F beef, Mary chicken. Okay. Well. Well, well, well. It's it's Mary beef. It's Mary beef. There's just so much variety to beef. It's the best. And then K or F chicken, because you got to keep it around. And uh, yeah, pork, K pork. Although pork is good. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, Plant Rich said, Who is MLB's version of Trevor Zegers? I don't know baseball well enough. I mean, I feel like it also depends on what you view Trevor Zegers as. If you view him like a lot of his haters, which would be like all flash, no substance, overrated, I'm sure you could come up with a name in baseball, but I don't view him that way. So, just like a good young player would be the the comparable yeah hey od or sorry uh yeah hey od flow said why is september the best month of the calendar year i i don't think it is why would it be yeah it's not it's just kind of a september is the month in california where you're like wait now i don't want it to be summer anymore i don't want it to be hot anymore yeah why is it still hot yeah olaf is berserker said what's your dream vacation destination uh i've never been to italy so i would love to go Italy's amazing. I think probably for me is like some sort of like beach resort in Central America or in the Pacific Islands, stuff like that. Like chilling people, on a beach with alcohol. People are calling, uh, people are comparing Zegers to Fernando Tatis. Last I checked, Trevor Zegers is not a cheater. So De La Cruz, someone in that, our YouTube chat just put that rules out Fernando Tatis. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hey, Odifo said, what is your favorite beach to spend the day at in Southern California? Criteria can include views, cleanliness, wave quality, and overall vibe. Uh, well, I lived in Newport beach for a long time, so I'm biased, but I do love Balboa pier. I love that area. So that would be my pick. I think for me, 
I love Alamitos Bay and Long Beach. Lived there for six years, but I'm not going to put that here. I think after moving down down here, I think it's probably San Clemente uh, or Salt Creek. I think okay. Salt Salt Creek's beautiful. The water's amazing. Easy to get in and out. There's a a spot by the beach that you can buy food at and stuff like that. I think the only downside that there really is to Salt Creek is there's not any bonfires that you can have there. It's just kind of you you can't do that there. Whereas San, but absolutely beautiful. You can walk down to Strands, go on a little walk around. It's just absolutely beautiful. San Clemente, you have that, but you also have more food options by the pier and everything like that. Um, and there are bonfire options. Yeah. There. So I'm going. I'm going with one of those two. Probably Salt Creek, though. Okay. Um, Sounds defensible. Yeah. Uh, Plant Ranch said, "What's your favorite book you've ever read?" Bonus points for under the radar choices. Favorite book? Oh gosh. I'm not, I'm not a huge book reader. Yeah, you don't. Actually, okay. This is gonna. <laughs> Were you about to say you don't strike me as a book reader? No, I wasn't gonna say that. That's just <laughs> your conjecture. This is gonna sound <laughs> dumb, but the book that I distinctly, one of the books I distinctly remember just having me like in its like grip that I just couldn't stop turning the page is the Halo books. So there there was a Halo book series, yeah, yeah, yeah. the video game. And yeah, Halo the Fall of Reach is just one of the one of the biggest page turners I've ever read. Um I mean so I've been described as the the types of books I read as dad books. So like Nonfiction, like political. Uh, I read a lot of geography books, so I'm not the most like. I haven't read the most exciting books, maybe for some, but there. I'm forgetting the title right now. But there was a book that I read on basically the fallout of 9/11 and the surveillance program that was installed in New York by the NYPD, and basically the massive privacy overreach that it caused and just a lot of like just a lot of inside baseball on just one of the most turbulent times uh that i can remember so that would be my number two and i'm blanking on the title but yeah they might I, number two. I mean i've now become an audiobook listener when i do listen to but when i do uh, take in books and take in the content uh i mean i did read all the i okay so the by the way oh i don't want to cut you off but L- let me finish this yes yeah, uh i did read the game of thrones books uh and that uh song of ice and fire i never finished it though i'm on a feast for crow and then kind of got bored um first ones were very very good um read all the harry potter books as a kid but i would say kind of if i had to go with a recent one i think when i listened to the soka book that was really really good and one that i could not stop listening to and want to just kind of keep listening to him finish that. So uh, I'll, I'll go with Ahsoka, the the book that came out about her. Um, and so we'll go with that. What were you going to say? So Plant Ranch is crapping on my take. And I guarantee he hasn't read the book. So until you've read it, you're not allowed to have a take. I've tried reading it. That shit was not great. No, but I mean, you. but you didn't crap on the, the take, though. No, but I didn't enjoy it. So there's That's that. Fine. Um, let's see. Uh, and just because, just, just because my answer isn't Stephen King doesn't mean I'm disqualified from having a take because that that is, because that is the root of this evil. The the last question from discord before we get to, uh, Twitter, 
and then Twitch and YouTube will come to you after that. This thing is going to go long. Fun times, though. Uh, Slimy Sandwich said, is there any other burger joint, maybe from another state, in the In-N-Out category of goodness and affordability that can compete with In-N-Out? I mean, I haven't really ventured out enough to say. I mean, but TK I'm very... Burgers is not a chain necessarily. But no, that, that doesn't count. That's it's one... not in other states. He said maybe from another state. Is TK Burger in other states? He said maybe. That doesn't mean it has to be from another state. I mean, state. it's 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 absolutely not in other states. It's, it's not even a maybe. No, but he my, my point is, though, I think TK Burger is quality-wise and good and being affordable. I would say it kind of ends up there, and there's, there's three of them, so you could kind of call it a chain. Yeah, I just don't think that, like, Shake Shack can compete just no, because of the too price. Expensive. Too expensive. And it's just not really, like, the ease of access is just not that of a in and out honestly there's not really i mean i haven't tried whataburger which is kind of i feel like that's the one people bring up from like the south and midwest so yeah i don't know i don't think yeah, there's a competitor yeah shake shack's not there it's just too expensive and five, five guys, guys is, five guys is not in the same category too expensive yeah yeah all right now we are gonna go to twitter now and so i have a dm uh let's see uh, a DM from Trevor Zebra saying, couple questions. Uh, I don't see the Ducks making the playoffs this year, but I could see that it happening in the following season. I was looking at some free agents, and I wondered about Jake Gensel. I doubt Pittsburgh would trade him because they seem to be going for it now uh, due to the Carlson trade. And I doubt he will resign due to Pittsburgh not having a long contending, contending window. Gensel will be 29 when his deal ends and would be a great wing that we definitely need. Also, more money will be available with Henrique and Silverberg gone. Would you want Verbeek to target a player like this? Uh, no. This is like the wrong contract to sign. Yep. If you're the Agreed. Ducks. Agreed yeah. with that. Uh, and they said, if the Ducks were going to change their goal song, what would you guys want it to be changed to? I mean, that's a question for you. I mean, I made the plea during the season. To? To change it to, I want to dance with somebody. And Derek actually put a Ducks goal, I think it was the, the overtime winner against the Capitals, to that song. And... It was it was glorious. So let's go with that. Something fun, something different. Lou is saying not this again. So that sure. that's how people feel about my take, I guess. Um, on that, let's see. All right. So we got these questions also from Twitter. Connor Juniper said the Ducks have reached nine games played. Carlson has accumulated three goals and two assists for a total of five points. Is this production adequate enough for Verbeek to keep him in the big league? No. I would say yes and no. Because here, here's That's my not issue. an answer. That is literally not an answer. The question let, is asking for a can, yes can, or a no. Can, let me finish here. Let me finish here. Um, I, I don't think that the production necessarily matters that much as much as it is how he is playing. And so I think that that's the important part is, are those, nine, are those five points coming from just kind of nothing type of plays and, and he's just getting shelled and they're just kind of against the grain or, or whatever type of goals and assists, or is it something where he's dominating and has either earned that or is a little bit snake bitten even? Yeah. Cause yeah, I think, I mean, I think that, that puts, a, that puts him on pace for a 45 point season. And this is well, 45 like, points. Like, am I jumping out of my chair for that? No, but my, my point is like, what are you expecting from him? Does he have to be a point per game player? I think it's just more about how he's playing. Than, yeah, which which yeah. I got shot on for saying, but, but yeah, but the question was about production, and you just basically 
answered a different question. Well, because it depends on how they're going. But you changed I get, the question. Fine. To answer the question, yes, I think that's adequate enough for to keep them over that next time period. I think that that is not enough to make it a lock. I think that if we're just looking at production, he has to be producing at a at a higher clip. I don't think it's a lock long term, but I think it keeps him there to to see how he does. Maybe. That. Greg Maybe. says, who needs a bigger bounce back year after injury, Max Jones or Jamie Drysdale? Jamie Drysdale. So we're comparing this to when Max Jones came back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Max Jones. Because I think Max Jones needed to show he can just stick in the NHL. Like, Jamie Drysdale, I feel like he has more rope just NHL career-wise. Fair. I, I guess I'm more so looking at it from the perspective of... um, It's not necessarily establishing themselves as much as it is... Drysdale needs to have a big year. There's just more pressure on him in general. Yeah. So so that could be your 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 argument there. Yeah. Curtis Aaron said, question from an analytics perspective, uh, how bad was Strom last year compared to the rest of the team? Does he belong in the top six forward group? <laughs> I mean I mean, he was pretty bad. Like he he was awful. Like he, he was one of the absolutely absolute worst def- uh worst defensive players on the Ducks team last year. He really? was arguably their worst player. Yeah. Like relative and, to their skill level. Yeah. And so analytically that that's just how that played out. And so does he belong in the top six for this group? I think if you look historically, I think he deserves to be there. I think that you can look at a lot of last year and I don't know if you give him a pass, but you can say, well, that might not be who he is. And there could be a bounce back year coming from him. That's a bit of an unknown and a little bit of a banking going there, but I, I think he deserves at least to start in the top six. Well, if you're going to argue that he doesn't belong in the top six, you have to also answer who should be there instead of him. Yeah. And and I think that that's where you run into some trouble because your top line is probably Henrik Segris, terry after that, or you could mess around with that, whatever. But those three are for sure in the top six. Alex Kalorn is for sure in the top six. Mason McTavish is definitely in there. And then after that, I mean, are you putting Frank Vetrano in there instead of Strom? Are you putting, uh, are you putting Leo Carl? Like, there's just not many options. So he belongs in there, sure, because there's just not really that many options. But it's not really to say that he's like this awesome player. Also, I just think that his game, it makes more sense to have him next to skilled players. And just kind of have him fit in as a playmaker, as opposed to Vetrano, where I feel like he's just. You put Frank Vetrano next to skilled players, and I don't feel like he really elevates himself or the others as much as like a Strom does. Yeah, Vetrano's fine on a third or fourth line. Agreed. Uh, BB said, "Is KFC good? I no. haven't had KFC in like probably over a decade, so I'm not the same." First but I'll just say no. Okay. Um, and then let's see, uh, whoops, need to get, we, I think you had, you had posted in there some replies to you. So let me get to those. hockey South said in 23, 24 is Jamie Drysdale, um, a Quinn Hughes, B right-handed Cam Fowler, C right-handed Josh Mahura, D Matt Benning, E is on LTIR in less than 20 games. Is this about Selweger? Drysdale. 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 Um, you know, I'll go right-handed Cam Fowler. I was going to say, that's a pretty good comparison, honestly. And it's not a bad one, but I feel like that's just what he's... 
kind of trending to becoming is just like a good puck mover who can be solid enough in the right environment, but it's just never going to be like a true, true top pairing guy. Yeah. Michael Florentine asks, uh, if Zegra signs a bridge deal, what are the odds he leaves after slash during the contract? Low. I mean, non-zero, but Extre- uh, Extremely but low. low, though. But low, yeah. Like, for context, if he signs a bridge of two years, right, he will still have three years before he would hit UFA status once that contract is done. So there, there's still a significant period of time that he is under club control because that first year, if you remember, Bob Murray did all that shithousery of up and down <laughs> to make it not count, right? So yeah. technically he only has four years or two years of NHL service right now. Yeah. Um, Joel Fedorchuk said, uh, not sure if you guys want to cover this, but well, guess I'm going for it. But is the reason the Ducks or anyone else hasn't signed Comtois is mainly due to the Hockey Canada stuff, or is he viewed that badly as a player across the league? Honestly, don't know. We just don't know. It's a lot of speculation. It's a lot of kind of circumstantial evidence because he was on that team, and yeah, we don't really have a ton of clarity, but we just don't know. It could be, like, I guess we can't rule it out, but we also can't just go off of that. Yep. So we, we don't want to put uh, any fuel to that fire. Yep. Hockey Rush said, the Ducks finished fifth from the bottom of the league. What four teams are worse than them? Chicago? Chicago? I think it's for sure. I mean, San Jose. Okay. I'll go with the arguable, yeah. I mean, I think San Jose, Chicago, you can argue. Man. Who's like our wild card bad team that we don't expect to be bad? Oh, Philly. That's not a wild card. No. They're going to be bad. Um, Do I say screw it and just completely go off the wall with no actual reason for this, but why not? Who are you? you Calgary? I don't know. Calgary has too many kind of solid established guys. Do they move Hannafin, though? I mean, is Columbus worse than the Ducks? Maybe. Maybe. They had so many injuries last year, so it's kind of hard to say. They also just had like negative goaltending last season. Yeah. That might not continue. Arizona, I don't think is worse definitively they than might the Ducks. Be. I mean, not if the Ducks finish fifth. Like that that's the context of this. Is yeah. Like the the bottom four. It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see where the Ducks finish. Yeah. All right. Uh Luke said, uh, which teams do you think had the best offseason and why is it the Penguins? Also, over under on 85 points for the Ducks. Uh, under 85 points. I'm, I'll am i go realistically under. And what was the I first wanna, part? Uh, who has the best offseason and why is it the Penguins? I mean, I don't know if the, what the Penguins did was the best move, but I just love it as just a fan of the sport. I just, yeah. I'm just so excited to see how that will play out. Yeah. Best offseason, though. I'm trying to remember hmm. who did what during this off season. It feels like it's been forever. Yeah. You know, I don't think that Detroit did a lot, but just adding to for the low price that they did is a really nice move. Yeah. They, they brought in Clem Costin, who I really like. Um, they, they could have had, um, Kylie Yamamoto. I'm not really, for him. I'm not really sure why they brought in Justin Hall. And I'm not really convinced Jane Goss's bear moves the needle that much. Nor does Daniel. Sp- I mean, I like Daniel Sprong, but like 
you know, he's like yeah. a fine middle six piece. They brought in JT Confer. They brought in a lot of guys, but adding Alex Dabrinkat actually moves the needle. So, and they just did it for basically peanuts. So it might be them just on that basis. Yeah, I think I, I'll agree with that without just off the top of my head. Uh, Tahoe Tom said, both of your best guesses at the starting blue line on opening night. Well, I think it's Fowler, Drysdale, uh, Zellweger, Gudis, Zellweger, Gudis, Lacombe, Hellison. I'll, I'll do Lacombe, Hellison. Yeah. And okay. then Duck, Ducks fans said, are the Ducks owners two hands off? They seem disengaged. Uh, no. Personally, uh, no. I mean, what does disengaged even mean? Like, what is the, what is I, the basis for that? And also... I, I just don't understand where, where that's coming from. Just because that they're not front facing and doing interviews and tweeting well, or whatever. And, and, and I also just my view of it is I don't necessarily want an owner that's gonna be hands on. Cause I mean sure well, it's it's, that, it's risky. Well, it's their money, so sure, they can do whatever they want with it, I guess, at that point in time. But they don't know the sport necessarily like all the people that they are paying to make these decisions, right? If you're paying all these people to make these decisions, let them make those decisions. If you don't, you end up with the angels. You end up like the Sacramento Kings for the longest time. Like there's just, there's a lot of downside. Like, I I think that there are way more examples of teams being bad that have hands on owners than the flip Mm -hmm. side of that. Then hands off owners, that the team is bad because of that. Well, I mean, it's just the the fundamental issue that if the one person who wields the most power is also hands-on and is also not smart, like, you're screwed. So the downside is just so high. And so, yeah, Yeah. I think, you know, could you you criticize the Samuelis and say maybe there were times where they weren't swift enough like if you look at the bob murray situation i think that's really the only one that you could really say are they two hands off because because that seems like it lasted a long time well and that is the only one where it's their decision like yeah specifically like exactly there's not someone that really can make that decision besides them yeah and i think that that's i mean if you really want to criticize the samuelis i think that that is probably the only thing you could point to because otherwise, like we've been saying, you know, there's such a downside if they're hands-on and the way that they've approached it, I think that they've been solid across the board. So, yeah, that's just not... Yeah. I don't I don't think that that's a valid criticism of them. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. I also got this from Even Wilderwing. Question for the pod, does he have to get rid of his extensive uh, Sprong jersey collection now? No, keep it. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Allegations. Allegations. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? Did you not see this? No. So there is a Formula One driver alleging that Daniel Sprong beat him up in a club. And like he, oh. post, he posted pictures of a bro- his teeth being broken. and Now the question makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, if true, which we don't know if it's true because it's just one person saying it. Uh, that's a pretty bad look for Daniel Sprong. Yep, not great but. then. So maybe. Maybe, but we just don't know. Yeah. All right, so time for questions from YouTube and Twitch. So for those of you listening to this on your favorite podcast services, you can find us each and every time 
at uh, twitch.tv slash crash some pond where if you have Amazon Prime, you get one free Twitch Prime gaming sub each and every month and you can be just like Lou who resubbed uh, for his 59th month. Almost at 60 months, Lou. Next wow. month. Uh, and Schnee901 subbed for the first time, so thank you so much for that. Um, and if you do that, you get special emotes in the chat, special badges next to your name, and it helps out more than you can imagine. And also, I mean... I've mentioned this before. Everyone has a YouTube account. I know you, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, however you're consuming this, you have a YouTube account. Go to youtube.com slash crash Subscribe to the channel there. Get put to hit that notification bell. You notified when we go live, like the video, subscribe to the channel. We're really trying to push that up and it helps out more than you can imagine. All right. So we're going to get to questions now from YouTube and Twitch. And there was one in the YouTube chat earlier that, uh, Ronald McDonald had said can't stay for a while so was wondering if you could an- uh, note my question for later so I did uh, for you said who would you rather have Zellweger Minchukov or Nemec and Luke Hughes Ooh, fascinating question oh man I don't know if I have an answer can I just punt on this <laughs> I think I'm just gonna go with the bias answer and say Zellweger and Minchukov I mean I think that I think that there's an argument to be made, though. It's not like just complete bias. I think the argument would be that the that Zellweger and Chukov have a higher offensive ceiling, but that Hughes and Nemitz have a higher two-way ceiling just with the size and the skating ability and the physical tools, and they both have offensive upside, Nemitz more than Hughes. But, I mean, I think they're probably dead even if – if I'm being honest, yeah. I'm, I'm not really going to take a side there. Also, just I haven't watched a ton of Simon Nemitz. I know enough to have yeah. some sort of an opinion, but I think that you never want to you never want to just completely overrate prospects you pay more attention to just because of because you probably you probably have a higher opinion of them because you watch them more. And so yeah. you have to keep in mind that there's a reason other people are really high on, on, on the other names. So probably yep. even. Probably yep. even, but there's a case for Zellweger and Tukov. Yep. NJ Devils fan 68 said, question, when does Adam Cole turn on MJF? And he said, also, he loved them throwing dodgeballs at little kids. All right. Just bear with me, Felix. Here, You're going to have to deal with this. Uh, here's my fantasy booking for this is Adam Cole and MJF are fighting uh, United Empire on the pre-show for the ROH tag titles. Uh, MJF and Cole are, are going at it and something happens. Adam Cole is standing there about to get the hot tag from MJF and just drops onto the apron and walks away, leaving MJF to have to fight the battle by himself. And he inevitably loses to United Empire, damaging him and for the main event later on in the show. This sends MJF down a spiral where the one person he finally trusted in life that he thought could be his friend is the person that stabbed him in the back. And eventually he wins. And Adam Cole's plan was that uh, basically MJF would be sent to the wolves fighting United empire by himself. Um, and that leads to the main event, uh, happening with them being at each other's throats. There's my fantasy booking. Okay. I'm being told duly noted from B Doddles. Uh, acoustic walrus said, uh, has Felix read prisoners of geography? Yes, and it might actually be on the shelf behind me. I'm not sure. I have another book from that author back there. But yes, one of my favorite books ever. Just so, so fantastic. And actually for for a nonfiction kind of geography book, also just very easy to read. It's, it's, it's not a very taxing read. 
Highly yeah. recommend it. Uh, to to further my my MJF point, uh, Lou asked, "Would that would make MJF the babyface?" No, because the whole per- point is that the reason why he's acting like this is because he thought he had a friend, and the reason why he was an asshole to everyone was because he thought no one uh, could like him. And turns out, Adam Cole just spent sent him down the spiral even more. So he is becomes an even bigger asshole. Uh, there we go. Uh, all right. Uh, Curtis said, is Mason the only kid to get a new number this season? Uh, assuming Akita Jackson or Drew also get a pick of the litter, what numbers do they choose? Well, I don't think Lacombe or Hellison have played enough to get new numbers. It seems to be one full season before I you think, get a new I th- number. I think Jax, I think Lacombe might. Why would he? Terry Terry did the same that's, career That's arc a fair point. Fair point. Lacombe. Fair point. And he had to he had to play a while with sixty one before getting nineteen. So Drew Hellison? I don't think it'd be Hellison either. I I think I think that So you think it's just McTavish? I think it's just McTavish. What is yeah. it? He's going to twenty three, right? That's the rumor. <laughs> well, I I spent like twenty minutes a while back just looking through old Mason McTavish clips of like his like midget triple A team and He's worn other numbers. Like I think he wore twenty seven for a team at one point, but he wore twenty three in junior, so it'll it'll probably be twenty three. Yeah, let's see. What other questions? Ty Kara said, uh, what do you think of the hockey guys ranking of Zegers as a top thirty forward behind Larkin and number two in the redraft? Wow. Well, I don't know, Jake, why don't you answer as uh as the hockey guy skeptic? What? How I mean, I think that he is. I mean, a top thirty forward means that he is. Essentially he would be the best, the best, the best forward on the Ducks. Yeah, which I don't know if I would put him there. I think Troy Terry currently is the best player on the team. Yeah, will um, will Trevor Zegers be the? I mean, here's the question: Will Trevor Zegers be the Ducks' best forward ever? Because once Leo Carlson comes in, I I think this season he could be. Like it, he has like a two-year window. I think. Yeah. Number uh, two, number two in the redraft is, I think, about right. I mean, it, that is still an open question because you've got Bo Byram, you've got Mo Sider. Mo Sider. I mean, I, I think that there's an argument to be had there, though. There is. There certainly is. And you know, I mean, Matt Boldy's off to a great start. Cole Caulfield. I don't know. But yeah. it's but it's arguable. I think that you can make the case, and you wouldn't be crazy for it. Yeah. But it's not, it's not like it's not Stone Cold, but also like there's just a large grouping of really good guys after Jack Hughes. Yeah. So, uh, Duck said, just started watching from the beginning, but if you guys are still taking questions, which goals rookie do you think puts up the most goals slash points? The most goals. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, it probably wouldn't be one of the defensemen. I'll go Jacob Perot. I'm calling a big season from him. Okay, I'll second that. I, I honestly, this is more of a hope than what I think will happen. But it would be nice to see Jacob Perot kind of uh, jumpstart his career a little bit here. Yep. All right. Uh, Andrew Fisher saying, and this isn't really a question, but and, I and by the way, just 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 to kind of add something to that, it's not completely crazy. Like it's not just hope because the Matt McIlvain influence will be very interesting on Jacob Perot. Correct. So. Andrew Fisher said, McTavish is the next captain. The new era is coming. Not a question. Just telling you how wrong you guys are. Everyone seems to believe this. And by everyone, I mean like Jeff Merrick 
and his loyal listeners. I mean, could it be that Mason McTavish ends up being no, the captain? Sure. Troy, Troy Terry is the next captain. I mean, will Mason McTavish one day be a captain of the Ducks for a period of time? No. I think it's possible, but I honestly think it's more of an archetype thing than it is actually knowing if he's a leader on the team or not. Yes. Like, what? like good old Canadian boy. He's the good old. And again, like this isn't against Mason McTavish. Like what we know about him is he seems ultra competitive. Yeah. He he's dedicated to his craft. He, you know, he plays a, a two way game. At least, you know, that's the rap on him. Like he he does captainy stuff, and I think that people just kind of put him in that box because he looks like it, but we don't actually know. And and so I just I would hesitate well, to, to to crown him just based we, on that. We mentioned this last week, but you look at kind of the way that Troy Terry has gone about things, right? And the fact that he watched Ryan Getzloff and how he handled it, and the fact that he talks to Getzloff and and Paul Korea a bunch, like. Everything that he says and that he is trying to do is what you kind of want from that captain. It's not just basing it off of hope and or not hope, but the archetype that you think a captain is and things like that. It's basing it off of these facts that we kind of have in front of us. And so I think that that yeah. leads to Troy Terry being the captain, making the most sense. Yeah. And also there is something to the fact that he is signed long term now for seven years for seven years, seven million I mean, it might not happen, but I think the fact that he's got, you know, kind of Ryan Getzloff in his corner, potentially other power brokers within the Ducks yeah. hierarchy, like there could be more of a groundswell for Terry as the captain than we realize. Let, let me ask you this. This is now from me. Um, if Troy Terry is not named the captain this year, uh-huh. do you think that it's more likely then that Mason McTavish is the next captain? I think so, because if it's not now for Troy Terry, it's never. Yeah. I think that that might sound a little extreme, but I guess just when will there be a better time? I mean, does he have to put up 40 goals, 50 goals? Like, what more does he have to show? Does he have to do it in a winning season? That might not happen this year. So I think that if Terry is not named captain this season – mctavish stock goes way up for sure yep i mean it kind of just has to but also i just think that the the terry stock evaporates if he's not named it this season yeah i agree with that um which sucks because i think he's very deserving but i just remembered this question from earlier so i found it beat all said question who is the past or present ducks version of cm punk (laughs) let me ask you this felix who's someone that i there's a name that comes to mind for me Someone that's a little bit of a locker room cancer. What? Maybe a little bit past his prime. Who is CM Punk? Is that a wrestler? Yes. Okay. I'm going with Dustin Penner. Okay. Fair. If you, if you remember when he returned to the Ducks and then he was traded away because of how like shitty he was basically with the, I think it was a locker room thing primarily. So I'm going with yeah. Dustin Penner when he returned. Yeah. I, um, I had a neighbor in when I was living in Newport who claimed that Dustin Penner once lived next door to the building we lived in. And apparently, per this account, Dustin was not the most uh, quiet neighbor. Not not the most uh, 
you know, just kind of with his DJ sets, low profile, stay home, uh, you know, just walk the dog type of neighbor. It sounds like uh, sounds like he had some fun yeah. down in Newport Beach. So, yeah. So I'll go with Penner. Yeah. Uh, let's see. NJ Devils fan 68 said, does McDavid and Drysaddle, do they leave Edmonton when their contracts are up? <sighs> I don't know. I have no feel on on Connor robot McDavid. McDavid stays, Drysaddle leaves. There you go. How about they both leave? Yeah. Gretz- Gretz- Gretzky and Messier both left. Why can't McDavid and Drysaddle? Hmm. Plant Ranch asks, when does Sitar sign and where does he sign? He signs uh, in September in Anaheim. Honestly, in the game of musical chairs, for what he's probably asking for, how many teams are left that can give him the money he probably the wants? The Ducks are a great fit for him also. Like, he has kind of played his... Well, played... he's The way he's played his hand has kind of made it so that the Ducks are now... A, like a destination that makes sense on like a one year contract. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, like I know we've been kind of stuck on the Tatar ducks thing, but I think it just, it's starting to make sense for both sides. Like I don't see him like, who are the teams right now that, that have a lot of cap space? There aren't many of them. No. So Curt- Curtis is asking why it's Tatar brought up every pod. People He's ask. Really and he's also really the only notable like free agent left. People are literally asking, so we are answering. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't see. Maybe the Blackhawks get him. There's Nashville. I could see Nashville maybe just because, but they don't have a ton of cap space. So I don't know. Sure, Ducks. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. I think that's it for questions. How on earth did this podcast go almost an hour and a half? Weren't we talking about like doing a 40 minute podcast? Yeah. I, I literally said that if we don't have that much to talk about, we can just end it. We can just stop recording. Like it's, it's fine. No one is forcing us. to. When's the last time you and I, that we did a podcast under an hour. You think? I don't know. It's, I I think, I think I would guess it's been over two years. Probably. It's been a long time because we just aren't really on a time crunch that much anymore. I mean, like, post post game pods, we used to really be tight with those at 45. To, we used to, to be very tight with those. Yeah. But, but that was we, that was for it because it was like midnight. Yeah. By the time we would, got done, it would be like midnight on a Tuesday. Oh, and we had just spent an hour debating on some line change. Line combo change oh, midway talking through about the game. Randy Carlisle's ducks. It's just what a time we spent a season and a half talking about Randy Carlisle ducks after every game. I mean, the team was shockingly more competitive for a good chunk of that though than one it is se- now. One season. I mean, that is again more competitive than the, the Bruce- Aikens the Aikens ducks ever were. Fair. Fair. I- I'm loving the Ruby Tuesday shout out in our chat right now. Okay. <laughs> Why does everyone hate Ruby Tuesday? I don't know. Um, what else did I want to bring up? Uh, Lou is asking questions about stuffed crust pizza. Oh, I've got one. Um, why are you hating on Hot Pockets? Hot Pockets are just not food. They're just fundamentally not food. They are processed garbage. 
Hot Pockets. Like, tell me time, I'm wrong. A, a time and a place, and they just hit. I had them in the time and the place where they are supposed to hit, and I wasn't blown away at all. Like, why? It's just feed. It's, it's just it's, feed. It's, they're good. I mean, they're just a calzone. They're, Hot Pockets are calzones. They are not a, do not besmirch calzones like that. Hot Pockets are just a calzone. Man, that is just so bad. Can I go on a rant, though? Are Cheetos chips? No. Chips are flat. Okay. Who said Cheetos are chips? I was listening to a, pod- a wrestling podcast today, and they were talking about that, and one of the guys was like, are Cheetos chips? Okay, well, that's wrong. Um, I have a little bit of a rant, though. A little bit of a bone to pick. Okay. I have a little bit of a gripe, a little bit of a vendetta. Can we... How do I phrase this? Choose your words carefully. I have no idea where you're going with this. Just people complaining about California nonstop. Oh, got it, got it, got it. It's just tiresome. It's If you don't like it, leave. If you hate it so much. Like, there are people who would just complain about everything when it comes to California that live here. And <laughs> gas, what have you. If it really sucks... There's there's 49 other states. There's 300 plus other countries. Like there are plenty of places other in the world that you can live in. California is not holding you at gunpoint to live here. So yes, California is flawed. But newsflash: everywhere in the world that you live has issues. There is no perfect place in the world that that. Maybe maybe to you there is a perfect place. Maybe there is your perfect. But objectively, anywhere that you can live in the world, Europe, Asia, the Pacific, North America, South America, Central America, Antarctica, wherever you want to live, there are imperfections and issues. And sure, there are some issues that are more California-centric. You know, we can talk about climate and other issues but at the end of the day the hand-wringing and the complaining about california on twitter and i'm still calling it twitter i is, yeah i'm i'm not calling it is that. is tired you just did is tired exhausting and just lame please yeah. stop yep yep completely it's okay. a yep i live in california and i never want to leave in terms of living because it's a wonderful place to live and you you get what you pay for by living here yes yes like it's not it's not perfect but for some reason california is held to like this perfection standard that it seems like nowhere else is right like people always say i mean and, and i don't want to bash other states right because there are people who are perfectly happy living in in Texas or perfectly happy in Washington or perfectly happy in Florida or what have you great for them, but those places aren't perfect. Well, and and I think to bring this back to hockey real quick, I think this comes to the conversation that people have about income tax, right? And how that impacts where guys play. And I think that sure. But as part of that conversation, you got to bring up weather. You need to bring up the, where you're living at. Like, sure. You're going to maybe make a little bit less because you're paying more taxes by living in California, you don't have to deal with winter. You get to yeah. live at the beach. Like there are just pros and cons of living in different places and they are not 
just things that athletes deal with. These are things that everyone deals with. And we make these decisions on where we're living based on that and what is important to you in your life. And yeah, so, and, yeah. And, and also I, I feel like there's this, there's this thing with California haters. Cause that's what they are. They're haters is that they'll point to like problems in, in the big cities like San Francisco or LA and they will use that to just throw the rest of the state under the bus. It's like, yeah, there's problems in San Francisco. There's problems in L.A. There's problems in the places outside of that also. By the way, there's also homelessness crisis across the country. Like, yeah. this is not unique to California. Is it maybe more pronounced in these big areas? Yes. But at the same time... There's more people. There's just... There's other stuff in California than, than San Francisco and L.A. So, I will just go to bat for California because I think that... I love. I personally love the weather, and sometimes yes, it is too hot, but it works for me. Maybe one day I'll change my mind and I'll go somewhere else. But I won't. Then I won't be one of those people that moves and then spends the rest of my days just bashing where I just moved from. It's just very frustrating. So anyway, that was my rant. And now Salem, thank. I'm, I'm glad you brought Salem the black cat onto the screen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's calming me down. It's bringing me back to baseline. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's get and out of here. And by the way, I just want to say this. <laughs> just want to say this. I am not saying any of this to dunk on other states. Like, you can go live in any state you want. If you are happy there, if it if it meets your needs, if it meets your, your rubric, if it checks your boxes. Do what makes you happy. If it floats your freaking boat, then keep on floating. Great for you. That's all I have to say on that. I'm done. There you, there you go. Okay. And on that note, thank you so much for listening, everyone. <laughs> uh, here are some easy ways that you can support us. Number one, go check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash crash the pond. For $1 a month, you get access to our patrons only Discord server. It is the best. It is the most fun. It is just the most hilarious. You will legitimately crack up. Uh, just spending time in there. It is awesome. That's for one freaking dollar a month. And then for $5 a month, you get two bonus podcasts per month. We go more in depth on the rest of the league. We talk ducks. We make jokes. We are more unfiltered. And we are recording one this week, I believe. So jump in now. Get in while you can. Patreon.com slash Crash the Pond. You can also check us out on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. We love hearing from you guys in the reviews. It helps us game the algorithm, and it's just it's always nice to hear uh, kind words in a review. So if you could do us a favor, it takes probably 47 seconds. If you want to do it quickly, maybe two minutes if you want to put some more thought into it. Either way, it helps a lot. So go do that, Apple Podcasts. If you're not Apple Podcasts, you can find us on Spotify. Leave us a rating there. We greatly appreciate that. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Turn on your notifications if you want the video format of the show. Check out the Sporting Tribune. Uh I, there's some big news that we can't quite announce yet from this morning Tribune, but yep. good news, good things on the horizon for Ducks coverage through the Sporting Tribune. So check that out. Find us on Twitter or whatever it's called now. Y Z Twitter. 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 I don't know. I don't know what it's called. If you type in twitter.com, it's there. It's still Twitter. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, outside of that, find our website, crashthepond.com. And on that note, Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you at some point in the future. Bye.